Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus. I'm Tess Taylor along with Ken Thomas. Our guest today is Brad Shapoulis. Brad is the Baxter City Administrator. Brad, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you, Tess. It's a pleasure to be here. So we've got some stuff to talk about, and I think first maybe we should kind of do a little recap on the elections. What do you think? Yes. Later this week, the council will be uh, proving the final tallies of the local election, and um, based upon uh, the numbers that we have, I'd like to uh, indicate that Mayor Olson and Councilmember Cross have been reelected for an additional four-year term, and based on the write-in can- uh, campaign that was done between Lon Schmidt and John Ward, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. John Ward had uh, the most votes and will take the second council seat uh, that was open for the, during this election. As I indicated, the council will be approving those tallies uh, here on Thursday evening. As with every election, uh, swearing in uh, will happen after the first of the year. Okay. And you have some folks who will no longer be with you, right? Yes. With Mr. Ward taking the empty council seat uh, that is being left by Councilmember Todd Holman, who has provided many years of service for the city of Baxter or or years of dedication for the city of Baxter. Mm -hmm. The last 13 years uh, serving on the city council, but before that, uh, he was the city's first planner and community development director. So Mr. Holman, along with a few others, have really been a part of the city and guiding the city's direction uh, during our growth period and from the late 90s to current. So I'd like to give out a shout-out to him and thank him for his dedication to the city of Baxter for all those years. Uh, he'll be greatly missed by myself and the council, um, and we wish him all the best in his future endeavors. Brad, I, uh, I have to make a comment. Uh, I can't remember the last time you had a, a write-in election for city council. That was kind of interesting, wasn't it? Yes. Based on the timing of Councilmember Holman deciding not to seek re-election, there was not the opportunity for someone to file for the uh, seat. And so we had our write-in campaign. And to be honest with you, it's something that in 25 years of public service is the first time I've been involved in. So uh, very interesting. But in the context of things, the residents of the city of Baxter uh, did a good job in writing campaign uh, based upon the numbers uh, that we received in in balloting, you know, with over 1,600 ballots written in a campaign. uh, as a a very clear picture that our residents were dialed in and and knew of the writing campaign. So I appreciate that from the Baxter residents. And, Brad, we, we might point out, too, you talked about it, uh, these votes that get passed during any election, there's a process involved. And not only are they tallied, but then they're certified, and then uh, the final step is coming up, you said, Thursday night, right? Correct. So there's activity that's done on, on, on election night by each of the precincts. And it goes to the county, and the county verifies. And that last step, as you referred to, Ken, is what's referred to as canvassing of the ballots. Uh, the council doing a final approval of the ballot totals. And that will happen Thursday night at 530. And that's the same procedure that every uh, municipality that holds uh, an election of some kind, they're doing that all across the country, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. Uh, this year they have until, I believe, the 13th to do so um, by state law, so many days after the election. Uh, and this year it happens to be the 13th of the month. 
I know as we head into uh, further into the month of November, you mentioned, Brad, that there's a lot that you and the city are thankful for. I know you wouldn't know it going into uh, the stores around here because they're already ready for Christmas, but we need to take time. And I know you wanted to thank, uh, just kind of express your thankfulness. Yeah, as I prepared for uh, today's conversation, I just looked at the calendar, noticing that it's the month of November, uh, Thanksgiving, and wanted to take a moment, step back, and and, uh, identify the things that we're thankful for, Um, not only of myself uh, in the leadership position within the city, but the city itself. The first thing that uh, I know that the council and I are thankful for is the continued uh, illustration of our our, our residents being active participants in the grassroots democracy um, that being the uh, general election and the census. As I, I mentioned, you know, they were, uh, residents were very uh, active in regards to the writing campaign, knowing how to do that and, and doing that very well. But we had 86% of our registered voters participate in the general election. Wow. Uh, so really proud of that. Um, and Brad, in the past year, you've had good voter turnout, but has this surpassed that? It, it surpasses it. We're usually in that high 70s, low 80s. Okay. So to my knowledge, it's one of the higher ones that we've had on record in the last, you know, 20 years. So, so yeah, so uh, that, and then also I've mentioned before on previous uh, community focus sessions is, is our participation or our residents' participation in the census. Now that that is done, we had just under 82% of our residents respond to the census um, form. And so really, really excited about that, especially when the county's participation rate was at 60%, oh, wow. and the Minnesota participation rate was 75%. So uh, in both the election and the census, we've exceeded what the participation rate is on the state and, and national level. So uh, kudos great. to our, our residents. Way to go, Baxter. All right. <laughs> Other things on the thankful for list, Brad? Yeah, thankful for the... Uh, the relationship between uh, the city of Baxter and the county as it pertains to the CARES Economic Assistant Grant Program. Uh, based on conversations earlier this summer uh, with uh, County Administrator Tim Hool and others, talking about how we were all going to do things in our own silos and the redundancy and some challenges that that created on an administrative level. Mm-hmm. What resulted in that was the county stepping up and agreeing to be a leader in regards to a collective effort of pulling our funds together to offer uh, economic assistance to all eligible businesses in Crow Wing County and nonprofit organizations servicing Crow Wing County. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that Tim will provide you uh, greater detail in regards to countywide, but based off of the second round of funding with the two rounds Baxter businesses have uh, received just under $665,000 of economic assistance grants, and that's to 69 Baxter businesses. Oh, wow. It's really uh, showing that um, the combined effort or the collaboration between all the entities is showing how we're impacting uh, businesses greater than what we could do on our own. So I'd like to thank, and the council would like to thank, the county administration as well as the county uh, commissioners for being leaders in that regard. And I know there was one other thing you wanted to express your gratitude for. Yeah, as 
you both know the city of Baxter received, or not received, but accept uh, uh, ownership of approximately 800 acres in southwest Baxter as part of a collaborative effort between the city of Baxter, the Conservation Fund, Camp Ripley, the Department of Defense, and others uh, mm -hmm. to acquire uh, that property from Potlatch uh, in an effort to do natural preservation or um, and things of that nature, as well as trying to plan for recreational opportunities uh, for the city of Baxter and the region. And in our previous conversations, I've talked about a planning process that the city of Baxter will be going through next year. Um, but since that conversation, uh, we had Kent Montgomery from CLC approach us and ask how his uh, students uh, could assist us in the planning process. Kent and his students have been spending much of October studying and surveying the, that 800 plus acres. Sure. Uh, and specifically, they inventoried and are mapping roads and trails that are located within there, identifying native plant communities, uh, identifying wetlands, uh, identifying invasive, <clears throat> excuse me, invasive species, uh, identifying any erosion that is evident, and any wildlife species that are within that boundaries. And in fact, we're thankful that uh, Kent and his students are providing such high quality service mm -hmm. uh, in that nature because their efforts uh, will be utilized as we try and complete next year the planning process that I referred to in previous conversations. This helps us be, or will help us be good stewards of that land. So um, I believe that the work that they do will pay dividends down the road. And uh, I know that this is just the, the beginning of a relationship with Kent and his students at CLC as, you know, part of the reason we uh, accepted the property is, is trying to tie education to this. Right. Uh, a, lot, a lot of the focus had been with the school district, um, but with CLC and uh, within our, our community, we're excited to even explore that even further with Ken and, and CLC. We might add, too, Brad, uh, really the manpower that they provided, uh, that's probably something that the, the city maybe couldn't have done. Well, absolutely. Obviously, uh, everybody has limited dollars, and the dollars that we had or have allocated for next year is to to talk about programming. You know, may that be as identification, identification of uh, where we want trails and doing some forest management planning. Uh, here, we've hit the ground running, we're going to have a lot more data to work with than what was available. Uh, and having it done without an expense to the city is, is unbelievable and makes me grateful for having CLC within our community. Very true. Well said. Brad, one more thing. Uh, thank you. I think we should give uh, as we stare down another winter weather advisory. Those, <laughs> the crews in the city of Baxter, as well as all over our area, are ready to go once again with the snow plows, aren't they? Yes. Uh, typically, right now, we're starting to put <laughs> the equipment together for, for <laughs> our winter season, but uh, we had to do that a month in advance, as, as you both know, uh, with the, the snow that we received last month, uh, yep. required our, our crews to be prepared a little bit more in advance, and with that, uh, allows us to be uh, even more prepared as we inch our way towards, towards winter. Ah. Uh, we are prepared ready to do what we need to do to make sure that the roadways are safe. 
All right, Brad, anything else we should mention before we let you go here today? I believe that is all. I appreciate it. That's Brad Chapulis, Baxter City Administrator. I'm Tess Taylor along with Ken Thomas, and that's today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget, you can always listen to Community Focus anytime online at our website, 1067wjjy.com. You can also pull it up through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.